Hey, folks, welcome to On the Home Front. John Murphy here with you this week. You might be watching us live today on Wednesday at 5 o'clock on WILI AM 1400 and uh, Digital 95.3 FM. We're also on our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, WILI Radio has its own channel, and all of our local shows in the afternoons have their own sites there when you can get shows, so you may be catching us that way. But we're glad to have you either way. Our show is going to run a little short this week because of Red Sox coverage. I'm very happy the baseball season is underway. Play ball is what I would say, and we'll leave a little early today to make room for the game. But we're going to focus on the first part of the show today on the Wyndham Textile and History Museum. They're very busy these days after a major cleanup in the wintertime and some kind of work on improving the site and the building facilities. Lots of programs are coming. We have Kira Holmes with us today. She's the executive director. And we have a local author, Doe Henschel, who's lived in our area for many, many years. She's just published a book, which is a wonderful story. It's called uh, Look Ma, No Hands. Uh, the rest of the title, Doe, is... Life's Lessons Learned the Hard Way. There you go. I'm not fully prepared. <laughs> life Lessons Learned the Hard Way. It's a great story of how you adapt to life when it's, it throws you a curveball and you still come out on the other end better for it. So we'll talk about this with Doe in just a few minutes. Doe, it's great to have you here in the room. Well, it's wonderful to be back, John. You betcha. So first thing we'll do with Kara is give us an update. What's happening for April for you? Thank you, John. Such a pleasure to be on here again, and you as you know, John does amazing work, so thank you for advertising our community. You do a great job. Thank you. So, at the Mill Museum, we have the Here All Along exhibit. If you haven't seen it, you got to soon. It's included with regular price admission. If you're a member, it's free. This, is, this exhibit explores the African-American experience in northeastern Connecticut with an emphasis on Wyndham and Willimantic from the 1600s to 1910 with an additional section relating to the 20th century. We also have some great sponsors on this exhibit as Connecticut Humanities, uh, Not Your Ordinary Juice Restaurant and Kitchen, as well as uh, Jean Dismay. So those are our sponsors for this exhibit. You yeah. definitely have to catch it. Uh, we're probably going to extend it actually till August 13th, so you still have more time. It's going to be up for most of the summer. So come well, see you know, us I've soon. noticed that many times in recent years, a lot of people are rediscovering our connections to abolition and to some colonial history mm -hmm. that, of course, were one of the earliest colonies. So the mm -hmm. history here is not lost. It's being rediscovered. And it's nice to see people are doing that all the time. It kind of brings the news to life in a new way. Exactly. Because a lot of things we're dealing with today are, unfortunately, some of the same things they were dealing with back then. And then our next event, and I'm going to introduce our next speaker, is a book reading and signing with Doe Henschel. And she is right next to me right yep. now to talk about Look Ma, No Hands, Life Lessons Learned the Hard Way. And well, thank you. You want me to just start talking? Well, let's share maybe the idea of the spirit of the book. Okay. And then we'll talk about the story of how it came to become a book. Okay. And also, this will be happening on April 15th right. from 2 to 3.30 at the Mill Museum, Dugan Hall, 157B. If you're a member, it's free. If you are general public, we will charge a $5 fee, as well as Doe is donating any books that you buy on the day of $5 towards the museum. The book is $20. Very and nice. now, yeah. Doe. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, this The story of the book actually has a lot to... It, it, coincides with my time in Willimantic. In July of 1986, I was offered, I lived in, in New York. I was a dean at SUNY Brockport at the time, dean of continuing education. 
And in July, I was offered the position of Dean of Extended and Continuing Education at the University of Connecticut. I accepted it. Uh, in my interview, I was, I was asked if I was really ready for the job. Uh, this story is in the book. And I said, they said, this is bigger than anything you've done before. And I said, well, it's only 10 times bigger. <laughs> and one time I bought a house, and my husband and I knew how the mortgage was 10 times bigger. We knew how to pay the bank. Uh, they hired me anyway, even though that was a pretty naive response and, and answer. Um, but 10 days after I accepted that job, I was in a bicycle accident. I smashed both my elbows and wound up, fast forward, with six months with my arms in casts. Wow. Crossed, crossed 45 degree angles and crossed uh, uh, right, right against my chest. Wow. And in that condition, I moved to Connecticut. Uh, six months after I moved here, I bought my home in Willimantic. Um, I had two and a half years of continued uh, complications and treatment. And during that time, I learned how to function with no hands. Uh, it's not easy. I can't I can, actually I can't imagine. It's well, hard. you know, when I do a reading, I often have people cross their hands across their chest and see if they can hold them there as long as the program goes on. And you begin to think about what you can't do with no hands. I got through that time by really focusing on what I could do. In fact, there is a chapter in the book called uh, Write It on the Wall. I came home from the hospital and asked a friend to put a big piece of newsprint on the wall. And I said, we're going to write things on the wall that I can do. And she said, that's a pretty short list. Mm -hmm. I said, well, as we find new things, we're going to add to it. And right. that's an attitude I've carried through my life. Fast forward uh, 30 years, and I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2009. This is Parkinson's Awareness Month. Okay. And um, that was a diagnosis I wasn't ready for. I didn't want it. Nobody wants that kind of a diagnosis. That's Parkinson's right. is something you know you'll have for the rest of your life, and it's not going to get better. I realized that the lessons I'd learned in how to get along with no hands, with the job 10 times bigger than anything I'd ever done before in a state where I didn't know anybody, was living alone for the first time, that those lessons were serving me well now. And um, later we can talk about what actually motivated me to finish this book, which I had started right. shortly after I was diagnosed because I had a sense that this was a memoir that would have some meaning. People tell me they laugh and they cry as they read the book. There are, I think, a lot of funny stories. Um, but in a context that is overwhelming to many, many people. Sure. I look back and I'm not sure I got through it, how I got through it, but I know that what I learned was to be positive, to know that there are lessons to be learned, and um, that if you can find out what you can do and write it on the wall, you're going to be better off. That's wonderful. And, you know, finding humor is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It discharges a lot of stuff that otherwise is still yep. locked in, right, just yep. in a laugh. My neurologist uh, has often said she, w she wanted to put me in a bottle and give a dose of dough to other Parkinson's patients because she said, you have such a positive attitude. Yeah. I will tell you, I am 80 years old. The book was published about, right around my 80th birthday. We missed it by a few days. I'm 80 years Happy old. Birthday. I am still, thank you, I am still working full time. Uh, and I have no interest in retiring again. I retired from higher education and, and took on a part-time job at the time with Leadership Greater Hartford to develop a leadership program for people who were retired. After my grandchildren grew up, I went to work full-time, and I am still working full-time at Leadership Greater Hartford, loving every minute of it. 
But my doctor said, I want to put you in a bottle. And she wrote the foreword to this book. And she says this book is putting dough in a bottle. It's a, it's a dose of dough because you you get you get my attitude and people tell me that it's inspiring. So I feel like I'm supposed to let people know that book is out here if they get inspired by reading it. And you know this is self-published through an independent press, which yeah. is called Infinity. Oh, no, nope. Green, Green Heart, Heart Press. Yeah, and it's all through Amazon. So there are ways for people at the independent level with small publishers getting help to tell their stories the way. Oh, you it's did. wonderful, wonderful yeah. service. I can't say enough yeah. about Green Heart Living Press. Turns out they're quite local. They're they're in Farmington, Connecticut. Oh wow! Okay. And they help you write. I had a finished manuscript when I connected with them, but they can help you write. They edit. They do the formatting, they set you up with Amazon so that your book can be sold on Amazon, and it's just a wonderful service. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a bit more about this book, but the, uh, uh, the event is this Saturday the 15th from 2 to 3.30 at the Mill Museum. You, you can meet Doe and hear the story of this great, great story. Uh, so let's run down the rest of the month while we have some time, Kira. There's some other things we want to let people know about. So we also have the Art of Vacuum Forming with Dan Tamakis, and... Uh -huh. Basically, what this is all about is about vacuum forming with fabric. So I've never seen this before, and it's really. And I went to his studio, and I actually saw this happen. He takes a mold. He actually uses that mold to make essentially the product, and he does this with plastic as well as velvet. So this is what you're going to be seeing. Velvet when, with plastic together, huh? Yes, and it's absolutely amazing to watch so this is going to be a demonstration about this his thought process how he got into this and you're going to have a little knickknack to take home with you so it's going to be 15 dollars for members 20 for non-members we do have a paypal button up on our website and we'd love you to come out and see he's a an amazing artist and this is going to be april 16th at 157b uh, union street in the dugan building at 2 p.m right then we have all Earth Day weekend, we have Earth Day plant sale. We've also called it Crazy Lady plant sale. It goes by numerous names. So especially the first day, this is going to be Friday, the mm -hmm. 21st, in the Dugan Building from 4 to 8 p.m. Enjoy some refreshments, bring your plants, and essentially have fun. It's Earth Day weekend. Why not talk about plants and enjoy each other's company? Then we have our official plant sale, although we'll do pre-sales that evening, on the 22nd. And that will be all day from 10 to 4. Then we'll have on the 23rd also the plant sale too, but that's all, only as supplies last. And I do want to do a quick shout-out to Logies. I want to do a quick shout-out to Nash, uh, Hearts, as well as uh, Mackey's. And I'm trying to think if I'm missing an Alad's Garden Center. So they are actually all giving donations to us. So thank you, guys. We really yeah, appreciate our local that. local businesses do a lot. They all give a little, and it all adds up. And then we have a drop-in spinning bee with Peggy Church on April 22nd. Because of the plant sale, it's going to be in the main building on the second floor. Uh, we do ask that you wear a face mask for that event. But it's a lot of fun. It's a social networking. Have fun. We have some nice wheels that you can use People and like learn how to spin. They yes. Do. They do. They like that. It's a, it's a great group, and I love working with them. And then on the 23rd also, it's Townwide Town Pride. That's Eastern Connecticut State University's day. Yep. And with that, we have 
Eastern coming, and they're going to work on projects at the Mill Museum from 9 to 12. So thank you, Eastern Connecticut State University, my alma mater. Uh, I'm so happy that we get to work with you guys, and it's really exciting. And yeah, that's done, you know, with the Center for Community Engagement, exactly. the CCE at Eastern. Uh, it's a couple hundred students that work throughout the year. All throughout the year, they volunteer and work in after-school programs, uh, senior centers, uh, health centers, and they're integrating that volunteer work with their academic programs. And it's a great community service, and the town pride, the town-wide thing is, is just one way to make it one day, but it happens with them all year long. Exactly. It's a really great program. I remember when that program started. It was Kim Aww. Silcox. Yeah. It started yeah. in 2009. That's right. I know Kim well, and yeah. her husband, Dana, uh, Dane yeah. Silcox, went through a program at Leadership Greater yeah. Hartford with us. I worked for Kim for two and a half years doing her media work for uh, a while because nice. there's oh. so many things they do with the community. Yeah. You know, Kim uh, has you know retired from Eastern now. She's actually working yes. on the board of the, uh, of the, hospital the No Freeze Hospitality Center mm -hmm. now. She's been on the program a few times talking about their program and getting people uh, some housing. So there's a lot of goodwill out here that you're connecting oh, into, Oh, this right? is such a wonderful community. If I can just yeah, pop in here. Yeah. I I always loved living in Willimantic and coming back <clears throat> and, and hearing all the things, wonderful things you're doing at the museum and the community pride. It's, it's a wonderful community, and I do miss it. Well, Joe, you're always invited back to the Mill Museum anytime that you're in the area, well, or I'll even if back. you're not. You know, I'll be back, sure. You can make a trip, and we'll definitely and, accommodate. And <laughs> both of my granddaughter, my Connecticut granddaughters are both students at Eastern. Well, there you uh, go. One's a sophomore studying early childhood, and Abigail is a, uh, Courtney, the one who's studying early childhood, is the illustrator on my book. And Abigail, she goes by Abby, but I call her Abigail. Uh, is a freshman, and she is in health sciences, and she's hoping to get into the brand-new nursing program that they are starting at Eastern. She's yeah, very excited about that. that. I'm yeah. really excited for her. Yeah. My mother was a former uh, nurse. She's still around, but she has retired yeah. from nursing. People so. are still learning that that is going to be a big thing for Eastern to have oh. a full Bachelor of Science in Nursing right, right here in the area. It's going to be a big addition to health science. It's going to be wonderful, and, yeah. of course, nurses are in high demand. It's going to be a yeah. It's, it is a career field to get into, yeah. and Abby's set her goals on being an APRN, and, and she's so happy at Eastern, but she said, I can't get a nursing degree here. I don't know what I'm going to do, and the angels heard her, and it was just announced a few weeks ago that Eastern yeah. is starting a nursing program, yeah. and she's been invited to apply to it. And I agree with you on the community aspect. We have a lot of great people in our community, whether they've left the community yeah. or they're still here. Actually, how this plant sale is coming together is because of one of our board members, Amy Marwood, being a volunteer coordinator for the Mill Museum, as well as we have Christy and Crystal, who came up with this idea for the plant sale. Right. And we figured Earth Day was the perfect weekend to do it, so we're really excited. And just some other quick events coming yep. down, too. We have Mother's Day or Mother's Figure Day Craft. We're inviting Dan Tamakis back, but in this time, he's going to essentially have portraits of flowers that kids can paint for their mothers for Mother's Day or mother okay. figure in their wow. life. And that normally we do not charge, but because it is an artisan, we are going to be splitting the proceeds with them. So it is going to be $12 charge for members, mm -hmm. 15 for non-members. You get to paint, you get to have fun. Again, this is going to be in the Dugan Building, 157B Union Street at 2 p.m. Make then, a picture for mom. That's cool. 
It's yeah. better than paint by colors, <laughs> paint by numbers. Yes, and this is going to be the plastic and the velvet, as I mentioned before, so it is going to be sturdy. It could actually hang on your wall like some of these awards Ooh. over here. I think so moms would love that. I think that so, too. Nice. So I'm really excited. Food for thought. Food for thought. And then we have the drop-in spinning bee with Peggy Church on the May 20th. She's mm -hmm. changing up the date because she does. She wanted to do it a different weekend than Memorial Day weekend. So that's going to be 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. this time back in the Dugan Hall building at 157B Union Street. Then we have uh, Donald Rogers joining us on May 21st for a museum lyceum called Willimantic's American Thread Merger, a model of incorporating Connecticut. I've worked with Donald many times, and he's a wonderful speaker, and I'm looking forward to this presentation. Again, 157B Union Street, 2 p.m., uh, 12 for members, 15 for non-members. And then we have a visiting artist with us, uh, Justice Michelle Thomas, and she is going to do an opening on Friday, June 2nd at the Mill Museum from 6 to 7.30. And this is a free opening for everybody. Come enjoy, listen to her talk. It's going to be a small artist lecture as well as she she has a whole wonderful studio called Art Piece Studio where she does her work and she is a professor at Pratt. So these are some of our fun upcoming events right around the corner. Great. Well, we have a few more minutes today. We're doing a slightly shorter show than usual because of some early Red Sox coverage. But I want to mention a couple of things with Doe while she's still with us today. The book, again, Look Ma, No Hands, Life Lessons Learned the Hard Way. The one thing that we haven't gotten to yet with Doe was the insight of how this experience became a book and how anybody that hears the story could relate that to your life in some way when you hit ground zero. Maybe you didn't get to write a book about it, but something came out of it that was good, even though it was terrible at the moment. And that's kind of what you're trying to share is oh, how you turn, you know, yeah. lemons into lemonade, right? That's that's a message. People Please. have been saying that I'm a person who turns lemons into lemonade all the time. Uh, pink lemonade. Oh. Uh, okay. The diagnosis of Parkinson's caused me to realize that I also need to get some recipes for making lemonade out of rocks. Oh, yeah. Because someday I won't have any lemons left. And that was 2009, right? 2009 I was diagnosed. See? I'd been misdiagnosed are, five years before. Yeah. And... Um, Right now, what, it, what actually motivated me to complete this book, I started it in a memoir writing class that I was taking with a friend. The story of that is in the book. The acknowledgments, I don't know if you guys ever read acknowledgments in a book. I do. But I had a blast writing the acknowledgments because those are more stories. Those are stories about all the people that helped me make this a book. Uh, I started a, a memoir writing class with a friend who had her own stories to tell. And the preface to the book is actually the first assignment in that in that memoir class. I oh. liked it. I thought, oh, this could be the start of my book that people had been saying for years. You should write a book about this. You should write a book about this. I wrote a couple of chapters and put it aside simply because I wasn't sure this would mean anything to anybody else. About two years ago, I... I heard, you know, how you hear things and then that you finally realize what you've heard. I heard Dr. DeMarqueda, my neurologist who is the medical director of the Chase Family Movement Disorders Center at Hartford HealthCare. I heard her say, wish I could put you in a bottle. And I woke up one morning and I said, I know what a dose of dough is. It is the attitude that I have that Parkinson's is going to be a, an 
asterisk in my life. It's not going to be the definer. And that the work I was doing with people who were retired in leader, at Leadership Greater Hartford, we've served over 400 people. Next week is the graduation of class number 16. The work that I was doing that I have long said is preventive medicine to aging in a dysfunctional way is really also an answer for people who have Parkinson's and other conditions that, you know, when you get older, things don't work the way they used to. That's right. All of us have things that happen. Aging and, is natural. And if you, if you submit to it and, and give up, your, your last years are not going to be good years. We have known for a long time, and there is a growing body of research, that a sense of well-being, a sense of well-being is every bit as important in healthy aging as taking your pills and doing exercise and eating right. And they have come to discover, to learn, to, to document through research that you can get that sense of well-being by being engaged in meaningful ways, in purposeful ways, beyond staying alive. Right. When, you, when, when you get a diagnosis like this, the tendency is, and the, and the protocols are, oh my go goodness, how do I need to change my life so that I can live with this condition as long as I possibly can? And that actually is a, paradoxically, it's a way to diminish the quality of your life because when you focus on yourself, that's called stagnation. If you can, in addition to taking care of yourself, you don't ignore what's going on. You do exercise more than I do. You do pay attention to what you eat. You do take your medication and so on. But if you can find something bigger than yourself to give back to, focus on what you have to offer, write it on the wall. I can do this. I can do that. I know this. I have learned this in my life, and I can give back and help contribute to a better world. They have actually done studies that if you can do that two hours a week, you will live six, six years longer, and those last years will be healthier. I mean, that's how, that's how statistically significant it is. So we have developed at, at Chase Family Movement Disorder Center We've developed a program that we have just piloted with people who have Parkinson's and their significant others. If, right. if your significant other has Parkinson's, you get hooked into that as well and sure sucked do. into it and, and consumed by it. We've finished the program. They are now looking at ways in which they're going to get involved in the community. And hopefully we're going to be able to fund this program, scale it up, and do the research to determine whether or not this really does make a difference in terms of quality of life. As we were talking about developing that contract, that's what motivated me to finish this book because I knew the lessons learned not only got me through the time when I had no hands, but were, are, are getting those lessons are getting me through every single day of my life. And so I hurried up and finished the book, and we actually shared it with the people in the pilot program, and they said this should be required reading. And it came out in March. Here it is. Yeah, it came out in uh, October, in November, November ninth. My birthday was actually. It came out October twenty seventh. Okay. We had a we had a formal uh, launch on November 9th, but it actually came out on October twenty seventh. My birthday was October twentieth. I turned eighty, and um, so that's. And I feel like, I feel like I am doing what I was supposed to do. I feel like all of these things have happened to me in my life so that I w could be in a position to share 
ideas and philosophy and an attitude that many people find helpful. I can celebrate the fact that I smashed my elbows. And I can celebrate the fact that I had Parkinson's, that I have Parkinson's disease. And that as an adult educator, I know how to turn that into a learning experience for other people. So you're a true inspiration in general for everything. I've only known you for a short while, mm -hmm. but every time that you tell me about these life lessons and your book, it's just very moving. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That's a really good this. way to close our segment here and with the Mill Museum. And I also want to quickly just say thank you to the town of Wyndham. Thank you to the board of the Mill Museum. Thank you to volunteers, members, staff. Thank you to Connecticut Humanities, Pagio Trust, and everyone else who donates and supports the Mill Museum, and all the partners, volunteers, everybody. You are all crucial to the Mill Museum's success, as well as thank you for being involved with the community. We really can't thank you guys enough. All right. So I want to mention the title one more time. Look, Ma, no hands. Life lessons learned the hard way. Doe, I'd love to have you come back and talk about some of that work later on another oh, time. I would love to. Any time, Jen. into something where there's a lot of people looking for this. Yeah. And there are places to find it. So we'll talk again. Okay. okay. I will be back. That's a date. And what we'll do now in the show is take a little break. We're going to play a couple of messages and come back with some arts news and events. And then it'll be time for Red Sox baseball. Don't go away. All right, folks, we're back live for the last part of the show today. We're very happy to have you with us here on the home front every Wednesday here on WILI AM 1400 or FM 95.3 digital, that is. And we're here also on YouTube on the radio station's YouTube channel. To close out the show this week, we are ending a little early. By the way, who are the Red Sox playing today? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They've been on a tear. <laughs> the, the Rays, right? Yes. They have been, like, they're undefeated 11-0, and zero, right? I believe, yeah. Undefeated. They're kicking ass. Tampa. We'll see about that. Uh, it's not going to hold up, but it's fun for now. Uh, anyway, what we're going to do is share some events, some, some things you might want to check out. I talked about this before. Uh, at the America Museum at the Eastern Connecticut Veterans Community Center, they're having a concert in the America the Great Cabaret Series. It's coming up this Sunday, the 16th, from 4 to 6 and this is at the Veterans Center at 47 Crescent Street in Willimantic. It's going to feature Walt Woodward and Bosch, which is a band of steady habits. It's acoustic music, and it focuses on the Civil War, the uniqueness of Connecticut, and the poetry of Robert Frost. So a little acoustic music history at the Vet Center this Sunday at uh, 4 to uh, 6 p.m., okay? Also, the Breadbox Folk Series continues. Uh, Sunday, April 16th at 4 p.m. is the Atwater Donnelly Trio and Mad Agnes. 4 o'clock in the Sanctuary of St. Paul's Church at 220 Valley Street. If you go to breadboxfolk.org, you'll get the whole calendar for the season, all the events all the way through the year, as well as their artist showcases, their showcases on Wednesday evenings. So that's Breadbox Folk. Speaking of folk, I want to mention Kate Taylor is back in the area after a couple of years. I spoke to her on the phone earlier today on WECS. She has a new release out called uh, Why Wait, and she's at the Packing House on April 22nd in the evening, and that's going to be uh, at the Packing House in Willington. If you go to thepackinghouse.us, it's the website with all their concerts. You can find out how to get to them. They're only a few miles north of us here on Route 32. It's a great local venue. Lots of music there. 
Two more notes of theater before we close up. At Eastern, the arts program is once again providing an incredible experience of the new technology they have in the Fine Arts Center with faculty and students doing creative storytelling. The next one they have is from April 20th to the 23rd and the 27th to the 30th. And for this one, they're doing the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And it's going to be unusual because it involves audience participation. They're going to bring people from the audience up to do improvisation during the spelling bee. Each time will be different. It'll be a little bit different, but a lot of fun. And if you go to the Eastern website, easternct.edu, just go to Theater Productions, and you'll find out how to get tickets and the times. But it's coming up April 20th to the 23rd and the 27th to the 30th. Uh, the Bradley Playhouse is coming up on April 21st to May 7th. Is Into the Woods. I've got tickets with Rita to go see that show. It's uh, the Stephen Sondheim. Uh, it was a great show for Broadway many years ago. It's about what happens when some of the happily ever stories aren't always happily ever after, after all. And they're doing it at the Bradley in Putnam, a great theater. The BradleyPlayhouse.org is the website for their whole season, which is already underway. Next week, we're going to have people on from uh, the Dionysius Theater at the Arts Center East. They're doing a special uh, live drama presentation of Private Wars up in Vernon. That'll be later this month, so we're going to have them on next week on the show. So we're just about out of time today for this week. We'll be back next Wednesday, and we'll close out the show by sending you our thanks for always watching or listening. If you want to get involved, use the email john at humanartsmedia.com, and we'll arrange to have you here to tell your story. And we're going to leave you with Willimantic USA, and we'll see you next week. Take a look at the map of United States, and you'll find Connecticut. Take a look at the map of Connecticut, and you'll see the place of my birth. It's the grandest place on earth. Thank you.